Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 138. Sounds like Sondheim is actually Berlin. Easy mistake to make. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, the irrepressible. Yeah, I'm just like monkey. Toby Sullivan. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, universe. Welcome. Welcome to, uh, to the Box Cutters microphone for the first time. Well, it's, it's, it's a rare and unique pleasure. It's, it's good to have you. And to my right, as always, Mr. Speaking Brett Cropley. Speaking rare and unique. Good evening, viewers. What do you mean, Rowan? Right, you oh, come on! That yeah, was the beautiful lead-in. It's just opened up there. And yeah, but I don't want you to get a, it. I don't want you to get a big head because you get a big head, you, your headphones won't fit you anymore, and I'd fall over. And you'd fall over because you'd be top-heavy. I'd be just like a four-wheel drive, clunking on the desk. Yeah, I don't want that. You might just yeah. yeah. There it goes. See, if you've got a really big head, he'd be like one of those Larry Pickering cartoons. Hey, hey. careful. They're Starkers. Hey, look out. Too hot for TV. Oh, auga. Uh, speaking of TV, and thank you for bringing it back to TV, Toby, because yeah, yeah. we I do know what tend to get sidetracked on box cutters. We've got a huge show all about television today for episode 138. We have, for the first time, a postcard from a TV show. Oh, really? Yeah, Fantastic. it's, it's the, good to hear from the TV shows while they're away. It's not really, it's not really a postcard, but I couldn't, I couldn't think of a, a of another title. It's, it's just kind of looking at the, uh, the the most popular shows that we have on Australian television mm. at the moment, and uh, giving a, a little look in. So uh, if you're at a dinner party and someone starts talking about it, you'll it's, be able to go, ah, yes, cheat notes. Mm. It's, yeah. it's a bluffer's guide. So a little bit of a bluffer's yeah, guide. Yeah, right. That, that's a great service. The box cutters clip notes. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to go through All Saints, Biff uh, notes. All Saints this week because uh, it, it's consistently in the top twenty. It's true, and uh, just have a little look at what happens in All Saints. Watching All Saints, I always I, I can tell that there's a, a perpetual struggle between good doctors and evil doctors just from watching the promos. But which doctors are good and which doctors are evil does flummox me a bit. So I which look doctors are great. Them. I love which doctors. I was going to say if you if you watch James Bond films, you'll know that which doctors are always evil. I regret every decision I've ever made that's led me to this point. <laughs> uh, we've got a confusing I don't buy it. We are going to start our new segment all about kids and young adult television, your favourite TV shows from throughout time. If you raced home from school to watch a particular show and uh, or, or woke up early on a Saturday morning to watch a particular kids' show, could be Saved by the Bell, could be... It pretty much, if Saved by the Bell is one of your favourite uh, kids shows, let us know, uh, and we'll feel very sorry for you. So basically, the, anything that's not hotter than a PG. Y- yes, yes, kind of. But I'm just and, thinking about know, how we can demarcate. It's well, sort of the thing is, like, like Family Ties wouldn't fit into it, but Family Ties was not hotter than a PG. It, it has to be a kids. Really? It has it, to be. It's, it's got to come with that that unmistakable stench of James Valentine at four pm on a yes. on a weekday afternoon, or, uh, or Michael Tun for the Tun. Uh, younger listeners. Here's to absent <laughs> friends. Uh, Did he uh, die? Uh, no, no, but, no. He's just but, got gone into the ether. I okay. think he's moved to Darwin actually. Well, so, Which, you know, and thereby hangs the tail. No one moves to Darwin because everything's just fine. Yeah, very <laughs> true. Uh, so we're going to talk about Degrassi. Uh, yeah, right all, on. All, all the Degrassi series, and there have been 89 of them. So <laughs> uh, we've got uh, the answer to last week's quiz question, and, uh, and, and also the winner. We'll finish it off with pork, but as always, let's kick things off with the Box Cutters News. 
And with some very upsetting news, here is Brett Cropley. George Carlin has passed away at age 71, uh, died of a heart failure, uh, apparently this morning, 11am local time, 6pm Pacific time over in the United States. And George Carlin, for mm-hmm. uh, listeners who aren't aware, appeared on which TV shows? Uh, he TV shows. Yeah, see? He had his own show. We, we've seen very little of him in yeah. this country. And but but the thing is, George Carlin, one of the greatest stand-ups the world has ever known, and mm, and correct. one of his uh, very funny pieces from back in the sixties was the seven uh, words you can never say on TV. Yes, yes, which was uh, a, a great a great bit of Carlin, which I still have on uh, on vinyl mm. somewhere. Uh, it, it is uh, a sad loss to to the industry. But I heard that he was just about to get some kind of lifetime achievement mm. award. I don't know if you've got that information there, Brett. I, I really, I just, I read a, a tiny uh, article from Variety that that pretty much said this and skipped over it because I went, oh, okay, George Carlin getting it. That's not uh, nothing special. And then he dies. So mm. I yeah, blame you, is. actually. Right, me for not caring enough <laughs> yep. about that particular yep. award. Yep. If you'd only willed him to live a little bit longer, Josh. <sighs> He might be on the dais right now. Nothing about uh, that award in this article um, mentioned at all. But uh, so, so, he, so he was quite. Do, quite do you think that's because Gene Wilder's jumping for joy, going, "Finally, I get my shot!" <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Uh, having seen Carlin on Letterman uh, over the past few years, he, he mm. wasn't looking great. He was. Uh, he, he, well, you know, he was—he was never a candidate for the main cast of Baywatch. You no, know? like looking no. great's a relative term when you're George Carlin. That's true. That's true. And he wasn't looking uh, like a great George Carlin. Okay. Because, uh, it- is, is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people still don't know who we're talking about. He was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. Um, and he was uh, Rufus in uh, Dogma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Playing almost exactly the same role. Uh, but yes, Rufus from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and uh, George Carlin was uh, just fantastic. In uh, in actual TV news, uh, not uh, horribly just sad news, but actual TV news, TiVo and Channel 7 have announced a launch date for, uh, for, for TiVo in Australia. Woohoo! I that- need never miss late line business again. I know. I know. What's uh, the date? That date is... Early July. <laughs> That's not a number. No. and uh, Some I, other reports say mid-July. My guess is because some reports say mid-July and some reports say early July, it's going to be July 11th, which is also iPhone day. Ah. And I have a feeling that TiVo is going to be horribly, horribly upstaged by the iPhone. I, I really think? do. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, there's just such such wild buzz around the country. Uh, over TiVo. Well, TiVo, for, for the first few months, for an unspecified limited time, will only three be months. available through an unspecified limited time. Being three months. Three unspecified <laughs> months. <laughs> TiVo will be available uh, only through Harvey Norman stores, mm. uh, who have signed some uh, ridiculous... Uh, Soul to the Devil deal with uh, Channel 7, uh, whereby they get to sell overpriced So, what's going to happen on month... Digital video recorders. What's going to happen on month four? So, everyone's going to... Then it'll go to JB Hi-Fi and... So, so should we get it in the three months or should we wait till it's at JB? What do I do? Well, it depends. Because uh, Harvey Norman are Olympic (laughs) partners with Channel 7. 
And so, obviously, they, they want to get it out in time for the Olympics oh, and have people... Oh, that can... People I, I don't care. That's just, fine. The Olympics can look after themselves. I don't need to see Mary Lee Retton, you know, land a triple pike <laughs> for the seventh time in a row. Yes, I'm about 50 years old. Um, but, but it's, it's you know, the, the other TV is what I'm talking about, you know? When you just go, oh, I missed Media Watch last week. Oh, thanks, TiVo. Yeah, and, and the thing is, uh, TV is going to be quite expensive. It's going to be $700 for the... For the recorder. And there'll be no subscription there, fee. There will be no subscription fee. So, it already has that bonus uh, above the Foxtel Digital it, IQ2. You, you do. You buy it. You own it. It's yours. It breaks. It's your responsibility. Uh, that that being said, uh, apparently Harvey Norman already have a lot of uh, lower cost DVRs. And uh, I suppose if you combine those with uh, like a nice TV subscription, then uh, that can give you a lot of very similar TiVo functionality. Uh, one thing that I, I don't know if TiVo here is going to have this service, but one of the great things about TiVo in the US was that it could, it, it would basically look at the shows that you recorded. And, and it would make a prediction. And it would make the, a prediction. The, and my TiVo thinks I'm gay thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so, and it would just automatically record things that it thinks you might like, encouraging people to watch more television, mm. which I think is is fantastic. And yeah. uh, I, when we spoke to Mark Edwards from Ice TV a few weeks ago, they, they've got a, a product that is similar to that, but doesn't actually record it. It recommends shows but doesn't actually record them for you. <laughs> it's a slightly less passive-aggressive friend. <clears throat> yes. Maybe you want to think about watching Dexter. Mm, I'm just saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. saying. You, you watch all these other serial killer shows. Maybe they, you want to watch Dexter. Yeah. Mm. Give as, it a go. As, as opposed to forcibly pushing you down on the couch and saying, shut up, I'm going to show you Dexter. Yes. According to the uh, Fin Review, previous reports on TV have stated the ad skip function may not be enabled in Australia, instead confined <laughs> to an ad fast-forward. And it is still unclear if there will be unskippable ads placed throughout the menu interface. Uh, which so, Foxtel, are, Foxtel are close to doing now anyway. Putting ads in the menu. They're going to be, be putting ads in the menu. Uh, and, yeah, we, uh, we always knew that uh, the, the networks here wouldn't allow a skippable TiVo. Uh, the, and and it's, it really is just ridiculous. I mean, fine, put ads in the menu. If that's how you're going to make your money, that's how you're going to make your money. If you if you need to get people to look at ads, and that's how you're going to get your money, that's fine. Uh, TiVo will be uh, internet enabled, so you can actually uh, pl- plug it into your internets and use it to watch YouTube, if you so desire. So it takes aspects of the Apple TV and aspects of your traditional digital video recorder, sounds, puts them together for a, a massive 700 bucks. Sounds too hard to work. I don't, I don't want it anymore. It sounds too hard to work. I mean, whilst I would love to plug it into my YouTube, because they're on treadmills. And they <laughs> and it's too hard to work. I can't figure it out. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a, a big problem. It's another thing for people to learn. Too many buttons. It's, it's an expensive investment for only free-to-air TV. Mm. And considering how, oh, what's the word I want to use? Shithouse. Mm. The uh, Australian HD channels and, uh, and extra digital channels are at the moment. There's no reason to, to get them. That's what I think. No reason. Yeah, no it's, reason. It's, it's really mm-hmm. like, you know, buying a set of glamorous steak knives so you can have your ramekin noodles. Yeah. You know, and no, it's, it's, yeah, no. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, unless, unless TiVo can cut through a shoe and then a tomato. <laughs> it can, but you have to watch an ad for, uh, for Dodo Internet in between. Oh, oh no, nah, that's it. It's the worst. Deal breaker. Deal breaker. It's even worse than Big Pond Internet. S- speaking of Big Pond. Speaking of which. <laughs> uh, Big Pond. I don't think anyone noticed anything. No. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Telstra is online. Um, Big Pines may be the first Australian advertiser to develop a sitcom for TV based on a TV ad, uh, being the ad uh, with the father and son in the combi uh, talking about the Great Wall of China and, and uh, the father saying it's a rabbit-proof fence. Uh, is this just going to be, oh, the Americans made cavemen? Why, why can't we make cavemen? Well, uh, apparently the, the TV commercials have, uh, have experienced a huge success, uh, Big Pond is saying. Yeah, right. Well, this could, this could be the greatest move in entertainment culture since my dad picks the fruit that goes to Cotty's The Musical. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That, that ran for 25 minutes in the West End. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was awesome. What are they thinking? It's, they're nuts. They, they don't understand that... Uh, I mean, yes, obviously, any major corporation would love to have an entire show dedicated to them. They would, they, they would love to have an entire show that has their brand stamped all over it. Yeah, that, so, something like um, Telstra Strokes. Yes. Or, um... Which is just people, people getting kind of embolisms based on uh, looking at their phone bill. What you talking on the Telstra phone about, Willis? <laughs> Don't you know you could talk to Willis for thirty nine minutes on the ten dollar cap? <laughs> but the but the thing is that uh, what they fail to realise is that these ads work because they are only thirty seconds long, mm. because mm. they are a single joke, and because we don't have to be in the bloody combi van with that bloody stupid family and their inability to understand how the world works. Yes. I think, um, I think maybe we'll revisit this news story after a few weeks of the, uh, the new um, uh, Mark Loves Sharon series has, has been on air. I think, I Which... think we'll revisit what, uh, what we've decided is a good idea to make a series out of. After a few episodes of that clunker, I think that is a, a great idea. That starts think, next Monday night. I reckon Toyota should uh, should come back with the bugger sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why wasn't that ever a sitcom? Because they weren't thinking a, of these things. The dog, can. it's a dog, says bugger. Well, I hear that HBO is making uh, a seven part series of Oh My Goodness, the Chips. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The drama. Again, showing yeah. You age. Yeah, Although good. I have used that reference and just been looked at strangely. Really? Yeah, Someone doesn't understand, oh my goodness, the chips? <laughs> oh my god, the chips. Oh, no, not, not, in this, not in this studio. No, no, no. no, no, no. no, no well, yeah. Brett, they're the ones whose houses are going to burn <laughs> down because <laughs> their mother doesn't watch the chips. Very important. If you don't know what we're talking about, go and ask your parents <laughs> what, oh my goodness, the chips means. I can't remember who that was for, but it was insurance. I think oh. it, was, it was an ad for fire. I thought it was a, yeah. I thought it was an ad for for fire. I thought yeah. it was. It wasn't an ad for like having fire blankets around the house. No, no, really. No. Was was it an ad for for maybe the bad things that happen when you're talking on the phone for too long? I think it was maybe an it was ad an ad for, for cordless phones. Orange, <laughs> orange curtains. With, oh really? Yeah, yeah. With brown highlights. Oh nice, mm, that's nice. A little spooky. Hey, remember uh, we we talked about the Senate inquiry uh, into saying swear words on television? Uh, the the, uh, the 
basically the the Senate inquiry has ended and they have recommended that all new digital TVs be fit with a lockout system. This this is the the spillover from the Gordon Ramsay thing. Yes. Mm. Yeah, right. And uh, it's because Senator uh, Corey Bernardi was offended that... uh, Gordon Ramsay mm. used uh, the word fuck 80 times in a 40-minute show. Yeah. That's right. that's two a minute, Toby. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That must have been a fucking bad night in the kitchen. <laughs> so, <laughs> he said it contained the F word, and, and I'm not referring to fondue. Ah. Oh. He's a, he's a very proper man, Senator Bernardini. Stuck in the 70s, apparently, Stuck also. Stuck in the 70s, goodness me. So, so it's okay to say fuck now? No, fondue. Fondue. It's, it's, it's okay to say fondue. Because... Everyone's TV will have this system, the parental lock, and, and it'll just turn it off as soon as somebody says fondue. Or, right. or key party, is my understanding. But the, uh, what, what happens if someone makes a particularly bad fondue that Gordon Ramsay isn't satisfied with? That's not a fondue, that's a fondueing abortion. Take it back. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, according to the Australian, the Australian Family Association Victorian oh, president, Angela Conway, uh, did not like the Senate committee's uh, re- results and and said that it uh, didn't it didn't take a hard enough line. She says, I, "I don't know how anybody could possibly imagine that accepting that level of language on TV is not going to impact young people's understanding of what's acceptable in terms of language." And th- this was the whole thing that the the Senate inquiry said. Actually, we see no evidence that it affects young people at all. So uh, that's that's it. But. Uh, just to be sure, and so that we're doing something and we're giving you the tools with which to control. Put a padlock own. on the fuck box. Yep. Mm. Yep. But That's- not only that, they've also, the Senate inquiry has also recommended that there be a permanent display of the classification on screen at all times. Which, no, 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 no. There are enough things, enough things that are cluttering up my screen at the moment. Watermarks logos and, and logos and, and it'll, it'll slide-on ads and slide-off ads. It'll get in the way of the lotto results. Yeah. That's how I know what the supplementary is. The supplementary is G. What? <laughs> you know, I, I just, I yearn. This is, this is the latest incursion into my life. And, and you know, uh, living in Melbourne, uh, as I do, I, I yearn for the days when we could stay out at a bar, have more than four drinks in a night without binging, stay up till after 2am and say, fuck all we wanted. Yeah. They were the days. You can't do that anymore. Can't do that. Can't uh, do that anymore. The, uh, the, the, what's, what's her name? Angela Conway. Also said, and this is this is what gets me really, really angry, because this is essentially the same argument that the FCC in the US has, and I think it's horribly spurious and uh, and other big sig- words significantly ridiculous. Uh, she says it completely ignores the sexualized context of the language and some of the aggressive sexual messages in that language. Now, Toby, I'm not if, I'm not sure if you're, you're aware, but the FCC in the US will not let you use uh, language that uh, has a sexual or excretory context. <laughs> so you can't say shit on American television if you're referring to actual shit. <laughs> right. But you can say it if you've just had a bad day or if you've hit your thumb with a hammer so, or something like so, that. So um, shit can happen, but you can't take a shit. Yes. Right, so do, by extension, does that mean that um, you you can get fucked, but you can't fuck someone? No, because uh, I, I think because 
the nature of getting fucked is is someone's telling you to to go and fuck yourself. Yeah, right. Okay, all right. But but, but something but something but could this be fondue can be a fucking abortion. Take yes. it back. Yes, something could be fucking awesome. Yeah, right. Right, and 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 this is, and we're the inverse of that. Yes, in Australia. And, and and this is, uh, this is what I I don't get. It's the language of. Of the culture at the moment. And Australians love swearing. We're bang up for swearing. And when I think back to, to the schoolyard and the words I knew, and then and more recently, when I was uh, volunteering at a, a public school in Melbourne, uh, and some of, the, some of the words that those kids were saying that I had actually never heard of and had to go home and ask my mum. <laughs> look, I don't, I don't think anyone's suggesting that you should turn on Play School and they should look through the fucked window today. It's, but it, it, you're right. There is a, there is a certain level of, of community standard that says that at 9.30 at night, spaghetti can be fucking terrible. Take it back. Yes. And that's, uh, that's what, what I don't understand. I've, I've talked a lot about the show. Uh, I've talked a lot of, on the show about... Uh, what is and isn't acceptable and, and wanting people to, to write in if, if they have children and what they think is, is acceptable for for uh, certain time slots and uh, what they will and, and won't allow in their in their houses. And the thing is, every household is different. I think that, I think the idea of a, a parental lock uh, is not a bad idea if uh, if it gives parents a little bit more peace of mind to shelter their children a little bit longer. Or they could just stop the kids from turning on the TV. I mean, it's, it's going to be another digital yeah. TV fiasco. Oh no, we'll get... no, nowhere else in in the world has parental locks as as compulsory standard on their TVs. No, but we'll we're going to be system... stuck. We're going to be stuck because we've got such a small market that we're going to be paying over a grand for for any basic TV. We're also going to get the mm-hmm. bad. Ethiopian parental lockout system, <laughs> rather than uh, rather than the the good one that's used in the rest of the world. It's going to be a rubber band, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Although, as uh, David Knox, at uh, our, our friend David Knox at TV Tonight says, my TV already has such whiz bang technology. It's called the off button. Won't cost him a thing. Yeah, imagine that. I can't possibly conceive of something or that just, sophisticated. Just if you, you know what, they should force all houses that are being built now <laughs> to have a separate circuit just for the television. Yep. And so, if there's a show that you don't want your kids to watch, and turning it off might not be enough. True. You but could just go and it, take the fuse out. It could be the second safety switch. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Done. I've solved all the world's problems. It's that easy, Senator. It's perfect. <sighs> now, what's what's happening in the US with the... Uh, well, uh, we mentioned last week the death of Tim Russett, uh, the long-standing host of Meet the Press. Word has come out over the week that to- Tom Brokaw will uh, fill in, will, will now, step into his shoes as moderator. Tom Brokaw is coming out of retirement for this? M- my understanding was he was retired. Or he, he was at least retired from anchoring. Uh, but he was a, a fantastic anchor. I, I, mm. I'd look forward to... To some meet the press with with Tom Brokaw. Yeah, it uh, doesn't uh, say from this article taken from the Orlando Sentinel. Um, but yes, he had retired. Uh, I guess given that it's a, a just as moderator of a once a week show, it's not really like working. Yeah, well, that's that's true. I suppose he Matt, just has to turn up and ask questions. Ask the right questions. He's got Matt, a producer in his ear. Imagine turning up doing a once a week show. I know. 
Easy uh-huh. Street. Imagine turning up doing a once a week show and getting paid millions for it. <laughs> oh, I'd have Tom Brokaw's life. Thank you very much. Uh, and lastly, in the news, the Fre- uh, more government interference. The French government. Petty government red tape. <laughs> but have uh, have suggested, well, particularly the uh, Culture and Communications Minister, Christine Albanel. Aguilera, I think that's pronounced. Oh, sorry, sorry. Aguilera. <laughs> has called for greater awareness among broadcasters and parents for infant and toddler-specific networks that are beamed into France from the UK and French people can pick it up on a satellite or some cable. Now, these, these are... Uh, French kids are watching English TV channels. English TV channels of... No, English rebroadcasts of American uh, TV ah, channels. Well, that's what's got their hackles up, obviously. And uh, the, the channels are, are called Baby TV and Baby First. And uh, the, uh, the French... Directorate General of Health said channels for children under three years of age, irrespective of the type of programming. Uh, oh, sorry. No, this is in response to uh, the, the Directorate General mm-hmm. of Health. Yes. Uh, Al- Albanel or Aguilera uh, said, I-, I want to tell parents not to use these channels. Sorry. I, I want to tell parents not to <laughs> use these channels. Uh, they bombard children with images and sounds. We do not know what effects this may have on such young people. Apparently the French minister is Dutch by the yes. sounds of things. Yes, a little bit cloggy. Yeah. A L- little yeah. bit cloggy. Uh, you know what? I say let's find out what effect <laughs> it will have on young people. Look, it's- Josh, if we're going to experiment on kids, let's experiment on French kids. Yeah, totally. It's You know, it's not going to, you know, do any damage to, you know, good... Christian God-fearing kids. Uh, so that's uh, anyway more government interference. Who more cares? App- apparently, however, um, riding bicycles and eating garlic still fine for the under threes. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, that's keep, good to know. Keep that up. That's good to know. Mon copain. And that is the box cutters news. Hi, this is Lawrence Mooney. I've been on the telly, and if you're into televisual delights, then there's only one show you need to be listening to, and that's box cutters. Get your ears into it. Did you like what I did there? We're coming into the segment postcards. Yes, Lawrence Mooney. Oh, sorry, it was um, Coxie's big break. Uh, no, 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 different show, different really? network. Oh. Yep. This is a uh, postcard from All Saints. What have All Saints got to say, Josh? Well, things are quite hectic in the emergency department at the All Saints Hospital in Sydney's West. Mm-hmm. Of course, an emergency department would ordinarily be dramatic enough without all the interstaff romances and the annual hostage situation. <laughs> And uh, I wonder if they have those same problems over at St. Angela's, seemingly Sydney's only other hospital. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the way things are at All Saints. There's a combination of great actors and terrible thespians on All, on Saints. All Saints. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the longest standing is, uh, or probably the, the longest standing is Judith McGrath, the excellent Judith McGrath. Vaughn. Uh, as Nurse Vaughn. Nurse Vaughn. And she will cut you down with a wry remark if she thinks you've been in the least bit stupid. She's pretty good with a wry remark or a uh, lazy reminiscence about her time with Nolene Brown on, yes. the, <laughs> on the Leagues Club circuit in the 70s. Vaughn, of course, uh, is a uh, Vietnam War vet. Uh, really? She, yes. She, uh, she was a nurse 
a nurse in the war, and uh, and uh, every now and then y- you can just see memories. Something will remind her of the war in her face. It, it, it just it just appears that well, she doesn't mention it. She never talks about her own uh, her yeah. own burdens. It's just there in her face. She is a fantastic actor, and I think any writer worth their salt would would love to get an episode of All Saints and go. I'm making it all Vaughn. Because she's so much fun to listen to. But you're exactly right. All Saints is characterised by a whole lot of nubile starlets, yes. you know, making good. And these old, you know, dare I say it, war horses from, from the stage of, of the 70s and 80s. A la John Howard, who plays Frank, who is in charge of the ED. Now, probably the most interesting thing about All Saints... ED's a technical term. Oh, sorry. Uh, ed- edible Domplex. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, emergency department, of course. Probably the, the most... Imp- Interesting thing, I think, though, is that All Saints, from my memory, is the only drama that has successfully gone through a complete reinvention. Yeah, in fact, Vaughn would be just about the only Foundation member of the cast, wouldn't she? Yeah, and she wears a lot of Foundation. (laughs) Did they have some some explosion or fire that wiped everybody else out at some point? uh, One of the annual hostage uh, situations was... uh, the result of which they ended up closing down Ward 17 or or whatever it was, which was a special ward in All Saints that uh, wasn't a specialist ward. So it it was the only ward that wasn't a specialist ward, so they could get the overflow of the neurology patients and the geriatric patients, and so that way they could have a different disease of the week. Hilarity ensues. Yes. Uh, and, And now it's all... Uh, emergency department, emergency department, emergency department. Ooh, they're kissing behind the watershed. Mm. I love emergency. And then, oh no, we have to saw off this person's leg. Yep. That's uh, that, that's how All Saints works, and and it is it, it is almost unrecognisable to the, to the show that had Georgie Parker on it. Mm. Just completely different show, and I, I think a, a lot more watch- watchable. It is formulaic. Like all procedurals, it's heavily formulaic. Everything's tied up at the end of each show. Uh, no, not necessarily. Like, I, I mean, the, the cases and stuff. Most most of the cases, um, yeah, most of the cases get tied up at the end of a show. And if they don't, uh, there's kind of the assumption that they will be tied up shortly after the show ends. Mm. And it's a special television event. Every every week, it's one of their own. One of their own one is their in trouble. I mean, that, that they do tend to come on sort of, you know, we're sophisticated and open-ended narratives and stuff, but it, it really is just a heartbeat away from ending each episode with the crazy crew gathered around the admissions desk and someone makes a joke and he goes, oh, Nurse Georgie! Freeze, Freeze picture! <laughs> Roll credits. Which is how episodes used to end. Like, dun, almost dun, dun, every dun. single episode ended with them at Cougars. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the the local bar. All senses filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> I'd like to play... I like to play a game when watching All Saints, uh, we, it, and it's fun. And it's called, which drama school did this week's guest cast graduate from? <laughs> they were injured in a terrible contemporary dance accident. VCA! That's it. It's, it, it's really... It, sometimes the guest cast are excellent. Mm. Just absolutely excellent. And you go, ooh, why don't they have a regular role? Because also, a lot of the regular cast are just awful just have no indistinguishable from the specimens on the shelves yeah, in the pre- background pretty much uh 
and sometimes the guest cast just outshine a lot of the regular cast. Mm. Uh, but they all have very different styles of, of acting in so much as there are about four different styles of acting that you'll see <laughs> throughout. If you watch about five episodes of, uh, of All Saints, you'll start to see the pattern. Well, they go through a lot of guests and they need a highly modular casting system. That's they, true. They don't have time to sit around and consider nuance. They need angry guy, heart of gold guy... Um, you know, confused guy, lying guy. Rough as guts guy. Rough as guts guy. Just get him. Yeah. It's easy. So that's All Saints. It's uh, my postcard from All Saints. Oh, thanks, All Saints. I'm going to uh, try to visit with a- another of our most popular shows mm. next week. I don't know what, it'll, what it will be yet, but I'll see how it goes. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Follows, 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 follows the ads. Follows the Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Josh, to be fair, I want to say, to be fair to the listeners, Brett said to me before the show, I've kind of got an I don't buy it, but I don't. Or, I don't really I have... I thought I had an I don't buy it, but I didn't get to see it again. And then... I'm not sure what the name of the company is. But then when you told me about the ad, I just went, no, nah, that's it. We've got to do that. We have to do that. Now, t- tell me, you saw this ad watching the uh, Corby documentary on Channel Chappelle 9 Corby, on... The Hidden Truth. On Sunday night. Yep. Uh, and so far you've told me more about this ad than you have about the Chappelle Corby show. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's it's more interesting. Uh, t- tell us your recollections of it. It seemed to be somebody that was kind of uh, Willy Wonka-esque, uh, kind of velvet jacket, top hat type of guy. So Willy Wonka Walking or a pimp? A- yes. Okay. Walking... I think it was with a with with a younger girl walking through a fantasy land, um, and and uh, at at one point happening upon a giant horseshoe, giant man sized horseshoe with legs. <laughs> having Paging a chat, Doctor Freud. <laughs> Paging Doctor Freud. Having a chat with the the magic giant horseshoe with legs. <laughs> the chat was about what what, what does a what, what does a, a, a fantasy land pimp talk to a giant horseshoe about? <laughs> you know, thinking about it, maybe this was just a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't actually no. an ad. You, you just had some, some particularly rich pasta earlier and it was... I, I wasn't actually listening to the ad, but I was, I was taken by these legs ending in a horseshoe and, like, no body above and being so, so, there. And, and, so no and thinking eyes... about how the special effects have been done. No, so, so is it no is it, So it's not animated. No, it's 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 people in costumes with a bit of CG, I guess. Right. Do you know what? As ads go, if someone was if if this we can take this ad at face value, and someone actually was selling giant horseshoes with legs, I'll take a dozen. <laughs> like that's an effective ad. I'll yeah. buy them. Yeah. Well, there, there there was there was something pertaining to luck. Okay, so could could it be a Reference lotto ad or? Well, I, I believe that the uh, sure the, the because final... young girls are primary target market for lotteries. Yeah, I I think it was yeah. interlot, interlot, interlot. I think, but okay, I, if... I went looking for them today and and like just came came across a couple of very staid uh, lottery companies. If you've seen this ad and know. Anything about what the hell Brett has seen 
on television, could you please email us hooray at boxcutters.net? Just put walking horseshoe in the subject line and, and, uh, and we'll know exactly what it's about. If you've got one of them horseshoes, give, give me a ring. I'll take, I'll, take it off your hands. It was a very Solomon strange like experience for me because I was watching TV uh, like the plebs in real time with the ads in between <laughs> <laughs> and, and oh, didn't record how it. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> and didn't record it. I, I actually had a, a normal TV viewing experience last night. Oh, see, if... If, if you had uh, a TiVo, you could have said, record all the freaky ads I'm failing to understand. And you'd have and, it at your fingertips. And can't flick through. That would the, be uh, perfect. You, you watched the Interlot ad. We think you'd be interested in this freaky ad. <laughs> we think you'd be interested in giant spatulas with feet. <laughs> One of the, the great things about IQ is that if I did see an ad like that, I could you'd save it and, yep. uh, and just rewind to it and, uh, and watch it again. I was recording but, the other channel at the time. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's just unfortunate. So, yes, please, hooray at boxcutters.net. Tell us if you know what this ad is, because now I need to know. I absolutely need to know. Hi, this is Jim Shembury from The Age newspaper. Just telling you all to listen to Box Cutters if it's the last thing you do. Josh, Brett and Ross are the most informed, entertaining, funniest guys you'll ever hear over a pod. I still don't know what podcasting is, but apparently if you go onto the ARPANET, you can, you can get it. The ARPANET. Oh, the internet. I'm sorry. That was the old word for it. Yes. Box Cutters. Listen up. It's great. And, of course, instead of Ross this week, we have Toby Sullivan sitting in. Good morning, Australia. Thank you very much, Mr. Toby Sullivan. You are wonderful. I do what I can. And you're also a fan of mm. Degrassi. Yeah, I am. From, from Degrassi Street all the way up to... Uh... From, from Degrassi Junior High. Oh, so not, not the kids at Degrassi Street? Uh, it, it didn't have as much for me as, as a little bit later on. Yeah, which is, which is fair enough, because it was... Uh... I think I came to the kids of Degrassi Street after I first saw Degrassi Junior High. Yeah, and, yeah, quite possibly. Uh, and it's a bit like seeing Phantom Menace, you know, after the yeah, others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just go you need to uh, learn the backstory. Uh, I don't really care. Don't really care about these kids from Degrassi Street. But when it when it hit Degrassi Junior High, and this is I, okay. The thing the thing about the Degrassi series is that they were made as educational television in Canada. Yeah, at first. Was it from CBC? Uh, it was from... Hang on, let me get, uh, let me get my notes. Uh, it was... Uh, yes, CBC, mm-hmm. uh, which is the uh, Canadian... Like our ABC. Like our ABC. Uh, and, uh, but, but it also aired on PBS in the US uh, and got a bit of a cult following there as well. Uh, and on the ABC... Here in Australia, yeah, yeah. as uh, as part of the afternoon, the afternoon show. show, exactly. And I, you know, I used to, I loved the Degrassi Street over the years because it 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 changed so dramatically and flamboyantly, you know, in in its various seasons and incarnations. Well, yes, well, when they went from Degrassi Junior High, which which had some great uh, little bits of drama, and and the thing was, the thing about Degrassi was that it was supposed to be relatable. By all teenagers, they were supposed to have the same problems that all teenagers yeah, have. Yeah, uh, but it was meant to be sort of Judy Bloom programming, you know? Exactly. Yeah, look, I, I also feel uncomfortable with my friends, or you know, I am also having trouble at school. Yeah. Or yeah, or I, I want to get noticed, and so I'm going to dress like a slut, Stephanie K. And <laughs> and and this was the thing, and, and so people will fondly remember so many bits 
Yeah. Fr- from Degrassi, like all the way with Stephanie K, <laughs> uh, which was the, the unfortunate campaign for uh, Stephanie mm-hmm. to be class president. Yeah. Uh, and did she, uh, did she get there? In the I, end? No, I think Nancy Kramer took it out that year, as mm. she did every year. Oh. Uh, and, and, but it was just so, well, so, so enjoyable and relatable and so much of, oh, that's my life, but Canadian. Yeah, but then, then it changed. It flipped. Degrassi High. Degrassi High High, yeah. So not, not Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi High, where uh, they all went to a different high school, but together, and Caitlin who Joey was quite fond of, started going out with Klaus. <laughs> no, not Klaus. Cloud. 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 Yeah, his name was Claude, but because uh, okay. they're Canadian, they said Cloud. Cloud. And, uh, and this, this got, started to get really dark. Yeah, it, it had gone from, you know, um, even though he's grounded, Benjamin sneaks out looking for buried treasure and falls down a hole and can't get out. To like, you know, Caitlin is pregnant with one-eyed conjoined twins to a fugitive Albanian dissident. You know, <laughs> is it sometimes okay to lie? <laughs> you just spiral totally out of control. But by the way, do you like the Pogues? <laughs> you know, and, and that's and, and the, this is the thing that they would they they no longer just had uh, characters you could relate to. They would they would really just throw in little things that you would go, oh, they're cool because they like the Pogues. It was it was just. And, it was total soap opera. And, and, yeah. and, and I'd spent sort of, you know, two or three years following these kids going, oh, yeah, well, I guess my real friends do like me for who I am, not what I wear. And then, and then it went sort of all, you know, Californication on my ass. And, and I felt left. I thought, should I be smuggling white Russian diamonds? <laughs> <Am> I, <laughs> the, the grassy kids are. I feel really socially retarded. So it almost sounds like it went towards where passions well, not <laughs> not quite. There, there were no uh, midgets slash dolls who came to life, and no witches. But there was like this three episode saga where Wheels <laughs> goes to find his dad and starts hitchhiking through Canada and gets uh, touched up by a trucker or two. Like, <laughs> it, you know, it, it did get it did get pretty full on. And I thought, uh, should I go hitchhiking? Should you know what what should I never do? Never know your luck. And uh, and and this this one guy takes acid, goes to a. Uh, goes to a concert and uh, and and jumps off a cliff. There, there and, and then gets all brain damaged. There was and runaways. There was pregnant. There there was all sorts of crazy so, stuff. There were rah rah skirts. <laughs> so was it preachy like that about drugs? If you do drugs, then bad stuff's going to happen to you. You uh, can't have a good time on drugs. No, no, no. It, it was it was. You can have a good time on drugs, but just be really careful. Uh, don't. I think the message I got from that particular episode was: don't take LSD and go to a rock concert. It's good that's, advice. I think that's great advice. But the, but the also the lesson I also drew from that because watching these kids who were never you know particularly rocking in the first place you know it says the guy in sportscraft chinos um, <laughs> was, was that you can take all the drugs you like to be cool but you'll still wake up Canadian you know <laughs> cloud yeah that's the uh, that's the cloud who uh, blew his head off in the toilet I mean, really is, yes. Yes. I must have blocked that out as a repressed memory. And it was, uh, it, you know, some horrible things happened in Degrassi High. Some really, really horrible things. And then, to finish it all off, there was the Degrassi movie. Mm. Tessa Campanelli. Tessa you Campanelli. Dirty bird, Tessa oh. Campanelli. Which, is, uh, which was uh, amazing because they swore in it. Yeah. 
And yep. uh, and and I, I was aghast. Caitlin at one point says to Joey Jeremiah, "You're fucking Tessa, Tessa Campanelli." Do you know what? <laughs> when when I watched that, they when it first was aired on on Australian TV, they aired it. They knew what they were doing. The ABC Eurovision style. They aired it like about seven thirty on a Saturday night. And I, at the time, I was living um, in a very sort of high density block of flats in you know scuzzy St Kilda sort of vibe and uh, it was a hot night and everyone's windows were open and I was watching this intently and at that line as one every every window in the block of flats erupted in a cheer <laughs> Tessa Campanelli you're a fucking Tessa Campanelli <laughs> <laughs> it was great it was like it was... West Side Story or something and had uh, had one of the most awkward I'm ready to have sex with you now moments that I've, that <laughs> you I've ever seen you haven't lived my life in that case well when uh <laughs> Uh, when Caitlin and Joey go out for dinner and Caitlin surreptitiously hands Joey a condom <laughs> under the table and then gives a knowing look. <laughs> it was uh, it, it was really great and, uh, and emotional and we all got sucked into it. Brett, were you a fan of, no, of Degrassi? No, I, it, it passed me by. I, I um, kind of stopped in at a couple of part episodes of Degrassi High, but... I didn't understand who anybody was or where they'd come from, and so kind of didn't pick up on it. Uh, it was our lives on television. It was great. And then most recently, mm. Degrassi, The yeah. Next Generation, so- which is literally The Next Generation, because Spike's daughter is a character on Degrassi, The Next Generation. Yeah, so some of the some of the characters from the from the eighties are still, and some of the actors are still playing the same well, characters. A bit like Screech in Saved by the Bell, he becomes the principal's assistant, kind of, but with less Shizen video. Uh, <laughs> the, not that much less. Not that no. Uh, uh, Joey Jeremiah is now a teacher. Yeah, which uh, yeah. who would have thought? Like when. Uh, like when Mikey became a teacher on uh, on Growing Pains. Or when well, the, what? Or What's when, going on there? Or when the Fonz became a teacher on Happy Days. Yeah. Who's yeah. a what now? Stand school kids. <laughs> uh, so so uh, Joey's a teacher. Wheels is, uh, is is still there. Caitlin is now a reporter for the news. So we still get to see their lives, uh, but also there are new teens having the same problems that they're parents had and of course their parents can talk to them about it and try to understand but do they really understand because they've become adults in the time in between no, I'd, they- like, I'd like to think that Caitlin can still sit down with the daughter and say oh you know Laura I remember the time that I was on the run from the mafia because of gambling <laughs> debts do you think do you think they're reusing any of the scripts at all uh, probably the the ideas uh, not necessarily the the, the scripts because of course now the kids have iPods everyone but- was talking in the 80s back then <laughs> Yeah, uh, but but it is if you can get your hands and the uh, the old series are on DVD. I don't know if uh, the next generation is, but it, it probably would be. Uh, so, so was the movie like they'd gone off to college or were they still at high school? No, it was, no, it was, it was their like graduation a, yeah. and then the summer break. So just before they all go off to college. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah, it was yeah. It, it was really excellent, riveting young person's television. Yeah, for, for, for a young person whose, you know, racist experience of life was, you know, a surreptitious reading of Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. It was, it was hot stuff. <laughs> it was hot stuff. So that's uh, Degrassi, Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi High, Degrassi The Next Generation, uh, the Degrassi movie. Try and check it all out. Let us know what you think. Hooray at boxcutters.net. And if you've got a young person's television show that you want us to cover on Box Cutters. Email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. Okay, question three. 
Which can I... All these going to be about war? No. i got loads of... i got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal. Loads. OK, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Box. Got it. Toby, we had Nellie Thomas on the show last oh, week. I'm familiar with her work. Yes. Oh. She, uh, she comes up with excellent quiz questions when we have her on. Yeah, right. And last week's quiz question was, what was the name of Adriana's dog and how did it die? We're talking about in The Sopranos. In The Sopranos. Oh, I thought we were talking about Adriana Exenovus from oh. Wheel of Fortune. I was <laughs> no, thinking, no. her dog died? That's terrible. I mean, her D-something G died. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. What, what was it? Her dag. <laughs> Damn. And, right, uh, Adriana from the Sopranos. Right, Adriana right. from the gotcha. Sopranos. Gotcha. What was her dog's name and how did it die? Right. The uh, correct answer winner was Patrick this week. Oh, good Patrick. Patrick. Well, yeah. done. well done. Well done. I will be in touch during the week, Patrick, to uh, find out. Where you live and uh, let you know how you can get your Crumpler prize, which this week is... I will get to that. Which this week is... Is... I think it was the brown one? It was the brown one. The brown one. There you go. You can see it on the video There's podcast There's no video then. podcast. Brett, that's just a television that looks to the outside. He's a sweet just, man. He tries very hard. He, really, he, he always... He's good, he's he's good he, used to, he used to look up at that speaker, that. Toby. He used yeah. to look up, uh, but yes, it's a it's a it's a crumpler. Uh, it's a glamour bag, mm-hmm. the Western Lawn. Mm. So I always like handsome. the Western. It gets a nice uh, afternoon aspect. <laughs> yes. If you're uh, if you if you're playing along at home, you can go to crumpler.com.au and look up the Western Lawn. And there's stores unless, around the world. Unless you're Patrick, you can see what you haven't won this week. The correct answer was Cosette was the name of Adriana's mm-hmm. dog. And Cosette died when Chris, in a junkie haze, sat on it. <laughs> what a way to go. So was it, was it a squishing incident or, or was it kind of just... Cosette was, Cosette was on breathe. the... Can't breathe. Cosette was on the couch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Chris passed, passed out on it. And Chris really just sat down on the couch having just... Jacked in. Oh, yeah, that's what the young people call it, Toby. Uh, you'd have to ask a young person. Jacking in. You have to ask, if, it was, if it was me, I would have had, you know, one Risling too many. In order. <laughs> <laughs> over on the goldfish bowls. So uh, here's to our some friends, Cosette, and uh, congratulations, Patrick. I'll be in touch during the week. Crumpler are wonderful. They give us bags to give to you, the listener. Hey, um, when I cast my pod... It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Now, Toby, in your excessive politeness... Yes. We've been doing this show for about 50 minutes now. Yes. And you haven't once plugged your show. Oh, well, we'd better remedy that. Yes, why don't you? I'm, I'm doing a little comedy show. At, uh, at Trades Hall uh, between July 1 and 12, 2008. Oh, uh-huh. This could be 2011. You've discovered it on iTunes. And you're downloading <laughs> it going, what are all these freaking shows? And, of course, Degrassi's out on DVD. Uh, but between July 1 and 12 in 2008, I'm doing a, a show at Trades Hall called Not Quite Right, um, which is full of my hilarious comedy stylings. Um, so so uh, is this... Uh, uh, because your show's in the past... 
were all economics-based. No, this, this is about me because it's much more interesting. Um, oddly, there's no tele- – well, there is a bit about Degrassi in it, actually, but that's the only sort of point of television contact right. um, with it. It's, 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 a, it's a story about me being stuck in Sydney for the day. And if anyone's ever been stuck in Sydney for the day, um, that would lead to, um, to bad times and mischief, pretty much. It's a big town. Lots of things happen. Um, and, and, and it's the story of what happened to me. When I was in Sydney for the day, I ended up at an underwear party. I don't even know what that is. Well, but I'm guessing it's lots of girls with pillows. <laughs> yes, yes, and and then we all run out and dance underneath the sprinkler before oh. riding horses on the beach. Um, so yeah, that's that's on at, at Trades Hall. Trade and Trades Hall, July one to twelve. And you know what? It's my show, but you get the presents. What? Yeah, can, can, can I give away some tickets? Of course, you can give away tickets. I've got some tickets to give away to Wednesday, July two. Right. Um, and, uh, and if people want to um, email giveaway at tobysullivan.cc, yeah, I've got a domain. It's not a good one. If you're listening and you actually own tobysullivan.com.au, you're greedy and selfish, and I want it. Because <laughs> he's squatting on it. Oh, Toby. really? Toby. And you know what? His name's not even Toby Sullivan. Hang on. What's the, he doing? The .com.au yeah, is, yeah. is squatted. Is squat on, yeah, by That's... someone whose name isn't even Toby Sullivan. That's so, so uh, g- give away? Give away at tobysullivan.cc uh, for Wednesday, July 2, for Not Quite Right, at, uh, uh, at, at the Trades Hall. All right, I will, uh, I'll, I'll put a uh, link to that on the blog as well. So Thank you for that. That's very kind of you. Uh, so people can find out more about that. Uh, now, we, we haven't really talked about your television experiences, Toby. Now, you, you were uh, part of a very successful Channel 31 uh, if by talk s- show. If by successful you mean persistent, yes. <laughs> yes, I was. Which one was that? Uh, it, it was a show called Squeal. That was um, a fairly uh, seventh-rate um, sort of panel show. It was, it was, it was right. the time when the panel was making hay. It was about 1998, I suppose. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a um, you know, a contemporary affairs discussion program, panel program. Was it more or less viewed than the big schmooze? I think I think it was more it was it was bigger view than the big schmooze right. actually because because I, I I was speaking to to someone else who was on uh, who was on that show with you yeah and he was saying that it rated an asterisk <laughs> yes. which is which is like the, the rating is saying it didn't quite get enough to get any numbers yeah but it got enough to uh, get a glance. It was, it was a bit like, you know, those tiny subatomic particles. It's too small to measure, but it is there, as opposed to some other subatomic particles, which you, are still You can th- tell because of the, the gravitational pull. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, ha- it's, having, it's having a minor, subtle effect. The, the northern suburbs of Melbourne are 4% more nauseated than they were <laughs> an hour ago. Something's there. Something's doing that. So, I, I don't know if you're, you're aware of uh, the box cutters theory that uh, Ross actually came up with on how ratings in Australia work, but right. apparently there's a man and a chicken, <laughs> and the chicken tells the man what things are rating. Yeah. So, so uh, the chicken must have just gone. <laughs> but, but Josh, you're, you're ignoring my other great television achievement, which is which is. Oh I, yes, yes, yes. I, I, I was I locked a, that out of my memory. Like, like most of the cast, and in fact, the rest of Australia, I was a member of the cast of of one of the most hated TV shows in in much more recent history, Vulture, the ABC TV ah. arts program that was memorably reviewed uh, its first episode in the Australian uh, as literally making you lose the will to live. <laughs> 
Take that, Malloy. Take that. You might have been bad, but you didn't suck the animus out of humanity. Lose the will to live. That was me. Now, you, you did uh, kind of vox pop. Yeah. That, you, you weren't involved was... in the studio. You weren't involved in the actual no, 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 no. talking about art with other boring people. Yeah, it was, it was another... So they kept you away from Michael Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that, it was a panel show and they would sit around and discuss, you know, pressing issues of contemporary art. Well, wouldn't you call the Biennale perspicacious this year? Yes, yes, I would, Peter Craven. Well observed. Oh. <laughs> um, and then they would cross to me and I was like, I was like the Richard Wilkins of <laughs> contemporary art. So the, the, you know, and I, I would do like, you know, red carpet... And like the Australian Design Awards and you know like graphic designers would show up and I'd be there with a big microphone going what's your favourite font and you know Helvetica yeah yeah exactly 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 that's so odd. Why, why did that show fail? It was so weird. They sent me one time to an Ikebana exhibition at Caulfield Racecourse. Ikebana <laughs> is this? Obs- I had no idea. It's this obscure Japanese floristry art form where you arrange flowers into like the shape of landscapes and stuff. So there's all these um, diminutive elderly Japanese women arranging orchids to look like Mount Dandenong, and <laughs> and and they push me at these women and say, right. Go and do something funny with them. Sure. That's a gimme. That's easy. You know, there's only so many Mr. Miyagi jokes you can make <laughs> in one two-minute cross. Because on Box Cutters, we've done our, our fair share of, oh, there's got to be a segment about that. Let's just go with it. And today's I Don't Buy It, I think, is, uh, is a case, case in point. But you'd expect a bit more from a television show. You'd, you'd expect a, a little bit of a uh, little bit of research and pre-planning, Look, but it doesn't seem like they gave you any. It's it's weird because it, it's not like there's no art going on in Australia. It's not like they couldn't have, um, you know, sent me to the ballet or, uh, you know, um, a gallery or, or something like that. The other thing they sent me to was, now this is great television, they sent me to Brisbane, right? They flew me to Brisbane <laughs> to report from the red carpet at a contemporary arts event uh, at a contemporary gallery in Brisbane where the shtick was this woman would come down and ceremonially lie in a tub of liquid gel that would solidify around her. That, that, and she would breathe through a little breathing tube and she would get like encased in this perspex over the course of 15 or 20 minutes. Now, I'm sure you'll agree, that is action. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> is Brookheimer grade television. Next you week, know it. Next week, Toby reports from the paint drying exhibition. Hey, listen, at least when paint dries, it starts off wet, right? Nothing was happening <laughs> in this gig. And again, they just wheeled me at it and said, just go, just go and do that. So I'm like trying to, you You'd, you'd be tempted, though, just to put your finger over the, the breathing hole, wouldn't you? <laughs> just, just then it gets watch her thrash. Watch her thrash. Well, she, she can't thrash because she's encased in lucite. She was, yeah, she's encased in this weird sort of plasma thing, and it was... Just heinous. How are you meant to make something entertaining out of out of that? I mean, I, I struggle with actual material to be entertaining. So the idea of a woman that's slowly freezing inside perspex. <laughs> Why do you think that the only successful show, and, and I, I use that term very loosely as, as far as arts shows go, is Sunday Arts on, on the ABC? Why can we not have a fun look at art? It's interesting, it's exciting, and... and it, you know, it, it makes us think about the world and tells us more about our lives. Do you know what? I'm, I'm really tempted to say it's because a lot of artists are very po-faced and the right. ones that aren't are out there doing stuff. The ones that aren't are out there doing, you know, crazy, weird-ass 
stuff and and the ones fire organs for like fire organs and 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 the ones that can't think of anything clever to do are sitting around at home going hmm i wonder what peter craven thinks of this you know Right. Not, not, not that Peter Craven it's, was the problem with that program. I think we formed our own collective problem. <laughs> I think it would be unfair to let Peter take the credit for, for, for that program in its entirety. But do you think the timing was also bad and, and Richard Feidler just coming up with another panel discussion show about a different subject? Was it was kind, kind of, of yeah. Everyone was time? kind of sick of panel stuff, you know? I think that they've done some other arts programming, like the Marcus Westbury show, uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the name that, that, that escapes me at the moment. Smart Arts? Was Smart that? Arts, something like that. And I think maybe that's a more productive um, way to go, to, to have one individual's view of a whole landscape, which they often do with, say, cooking shows. Yes. You know, you don't see a panel show with Margaret Fulton, Jamie Oliver and Maggie Beer sitting around going, well, I thought the risotto was quite tasteful. Oh, no, I thought it was too salty. You've got a person saying, this is my risotto and this is how I like it. You know, and, and why couldn't you do a, an art show like Michael Palin's uh, North to South or sure. whatever it is, where where someone goes around the world and finds quirky little interesting things that are art based? But but you know what they would have to do, and this could be the Achilles heel in the whole thing. They would have to be prepared to look at some art and go, actually, that is just wank. Yes, they, they would have to have, have the courage to say that bit actually is shit. And actually call a, a peer, presumably getting asked to do it, have the courage to call a peer a little bit shit. Yeah. I, I don't know much about art. Oh, actually, I do. And that's crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, yeah, that, that would make sense. Let's do it. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's, my dad's got a barn. Sure. <laughs> I've got Ken Doan's phone number. Let's go. <laughs> Let's put on a show. Ken Doan's world of art. Brett, what pork have you brought for us? Um, I was wondering, did you guys see the front page of the Herald Sun yesterday? No. Herald Sun have... Uh, no, uh, let, lest my eyes bleed out of my head. An historic uh, relationship with Channel 9. Strangely enough, yesterday, on the morning of the night that they were showing uh, Chappelle Corby the hidden absolute truth, whatever it was, um, full page, front page, Chappelle... It has had a breakdown. <gasps> that was a stroke of luck for Channel yes, 9, wasn't it? wasn't it? Just. Goodness. A, a breakdown. A breakdown. That's oh, my a- God. Just the whole, the whole front page had to be taken up by the headline. Turn to page five for more details. I, you know what? I did actually read a, 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 an unrelated but, but, but similar article about Chappelle's breakdown, and they noted that she's, she's severely depressed and, and has broken down totally emotionally. Doctors are still trying to find a cause. <laughs> Doctors are still trying to put their finger on why she might be depressed. I'm putting my money on the on the dramatic drop in quality of the gluten free pasta at uh, at Kabokin Jail. Yeah, I think that that could be it. I had a joke about uh, you know what I do when I have a breakdown. (laughs) I I call the RACV, but it wasn't good enough. Uh, So 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 Harold Sun. Front page ad for Channel Nine is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that was that was the feeling that I got when I saw right. that uh, yesterday. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, do, do we know what ratings were for uh, Ch- Chappelle Colby uh, inside the boogie board bag? We do. Uh, nine finished with a thirty point four point nine viewing share over the night, I believe. Um, Chappelle Colby, the hidden truth, uh, got one point six million viewers after uh, the sixty minutes. Called 1.8 mil. Right, so, so n- not a um, huge drop off. Which had an exclusive with uh, Wayne Carey and his girlfriend Kate Nielsen. So, so what exactly did Chappelle rate? For, for 20, 1. 1. Tw- 1.6 million. 
Oh, sorry, I missed. I thought it was twenty to twenty-five with a minimum of eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> the documentary, the Chappelle documentary, uh, peaks with two point one seven four mil. Really? Hmm. That's huge. Hmm. That is that is that is huge that's a numbers. lot of Schadenfreude. Yes, <laughs> that, is a, that is a whole lot of vengeful people sitting around going, "Oh, the toilet looks dirty." <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it, it, it was a two-parter. It is a two-parter. Um, so it's it's continuing which, on Tuesday night. So it started on a Sunday night and yeah, it will be on Tuesday night. Yes, that's tomorrow night for us recording it now. Uh, they're rescreening part one tomorrow at midday. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's exactly when <laughs> so, I want to watch my Chappelle so, Cordy. So if you're uh, <laughs> one of the granola kids then uh, and you missed it on Sunday, you can catch it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's- Just uh, before Judge Judy. <laughs> That's great. Hey, as, speaking of uh, speaking of Judge Judy, uh, David Knox at TV Tonight uh, had uh, a press release from, from a couple of uh, TV shows that are asking for contestants. Mm. One is a, a Melbourne-based show that uh, I'm just trying to uh, f- find the details. Oh, I've got a sick feeling about this. <laughs> it's uh, it's a Channel Seven show, and Channel Seven want uh, people to uh, email. Talent at sevenproductions.com.au, particularly if you're in Melbourne, because I don't think they're going to fly you. It's an ironic email address. (laughs) And uh, Talent at irony.com. The questions they ask are, do you enjoy having fun living life to the fullest and are not afraid of an audience? Can you recite a whole scene out of your favourite movie? Do you have a pet cat, dog, mouse, or amphibian that can perform a special <laughs> trick usually reserved for friends and family? Yeah, my Mexican walking fish shoots ping pong balls out of his ass. <laughs> Do you have a niece, nana, aunt, or nephew who can entertain you with their special song or dance? Yes, my nana has this excellent trick where she can shoot ping pong <laughs> Do you have a major gripe or conflict with someone that you would like resolved in front of an independent and non officious body? Yes, my grandson makes me shoot <laughs> Do you have a dad? Well, good for you. Do you want to win some fabulous prizes? And with fabulous prizes, they have, hang on, let me count this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven question marks, and three exclamation marks. That's a pretty fabulous prize. That is, that is some fabulous prizes. I think. That's how you say that. That's how that punctuation works. So fabulous prizes. Uh, so if, if you or anyone you know answered yes to any of the questions above, what kind of show could they be doing? It's, it sounds like a sort of talent show come revenge special. Well, yes. It's stupid human slash animal tricks. David uh, D- David described it as Judge Judy meets Australia's Got Talent. Surprise, surprise, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 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 really that's really bizarre. What are they going to turn this into? Do you know what I, I thought you were going to talk about was the um, the Grundy show that's that's in development at the moment, the Human Tetris show. Oh, uh, hole, in hole in the wall. Right. Yeah. Hole in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Except Everyone... it wouldn't be Grundy. Hey, wouldn't be Grundy. End of it's free Fremantle. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah Fremantle. Sorry, 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 sorry. I told you I'm fifty. <laughs> the, uh, the, the hole in the wall, which we, we know, like probably eighty percent of the guests we've had on this show <laughs> were asked to either be host and or part of 
They keep uh, on. They keep on calling me daily, was, and I wish they'd get the message that uh, you want blue lycra, and they're only going to offer pink. <laughs> but listen, this I don't show want to go into this this talent at irony.com show that's that's great. If, if it's got a pool of slime, I'm in. Oh yeah, I want a piece of it. Oh, I just thought of an excellent show that I'd forgotten about it. A kids show, physical double challenge. dare. Yeah, yeah, double dare was great. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll uh, we'll, we'll have double to... dare physical. What was his host name? Mike, 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 the guy from Double Dare. Mike, yes. the guy from Double Dare. That guy. That's, uh, I'd have to do some research on it because it's been such a long time. Uh, <laughs> double research. Dare. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I have to for this show. Sometimes. Uh, double Dare, amazing, was a, a really good uh, kids game show. I think kids game shows are, are horribly underlooked. If, if you have a, a favourite kids game show, let us know. Could be pick your face. Let us know. <laughs> Hooray at boxcutters.net. And while Brett looks up who the host of Double Dare was Mark on- Summers hosted it in the States. On Nick. Uh, you, that's good. You're looking at Google. Look at Fact Monster. What does Fact Monster say about Double Dare, Brett? Uh, yeah, yeah. Fact Monster. And while Brett does that, I will say that brings us to the end hey, of- What? You can't do that yet. No, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that, don't you worry. That brings us to the end of... It's like an old married couple, aren't we, <laughs> it, Toby? It's, it's all it's, gone a little bit George and Mildred. Yeah. <laughs> it gets me distracted over here and then just takes the show oh, to the end. Oh, come on. Episode don't be George and Mildred. Be, be the Cosbys. 138. You're being Felicia Rashad. Uh, <laughs> I want to say... Thanks very much to Toby Sullivan. Thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed myself enormously. It, it's, it has been a wonderful show with you on, and uh, pleased to be come again. Anytime. Uh, the, uh, once again, if people want to win tickets to see your show... Uh, giveaway at tobysullivan.cc. And the they, show on Wednesday, July 2. And they can get details at tobysullivan.cc. Yeah, if, if and my crappy third-rate domain. Absolutely. Sweet. I also want to say thanks to Crumpler who are our giveaway sponsors. They give us things to give to you, the listeners. And also, Brett Cropley, this is your bit. This yes. is where you say, and also... And also for our guests, such as the pink John Thursday. Oh, for you. Oh, how kind. It's That's a, excellent. A, a nice little pass for your e-vices. I can't wait to put on my belt and go down to Russell Street and play Guitar Hero on one of the video games. <laughs> Have you ever played that drumming game? Yeah, it's pretty but good. It's it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty really? unco, but it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. So, thanks very much to Crumpler. You can check that, them out on the web at crumpler.com.au. And also, thanks to... Jerry Sont. Ooh, Jerry, Jerry Sont! Yes! The Sontster! And then uh, followed by Tom Jennings and Simon Watt. Uh, I do remember Simon Watt doing it, but Jerry Sont was the, the no. king of Double Dare. They're playing mm. our Sont. Mm. Yes. Uh Thanks very much to 3 whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. You can find them on the web at rrr.org.au. Best radio station in the universe. Uh, 102.7 on the FM band if you're in Melbourne. I don't know. There's a planet round about Alpha Centauri that has a pretty nice one. Mm, it's a bit... I, I find it a bit uh, you know, too AOR. Oh, mm. really? Yeah. Mm. They give away juice with their traffic report. Ah, sweet. Sweet juice. Until next week... If you want to email us, hooray at boxcutters.net or comment on the blog at boxcutters.net. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store or 
whatever kind of podcatcher you use, anywhere you find where you can leave a review on the Box Cutters page and help other people find this show. And because, what? Try giving it to your granny with your ping pong balls. No, don't. <laughs> don't force that on people. Don't force that image as a closing image. Oh, That's we had gotten past that and gotten onto the niceness of the. Come on, back the to Jerry Song. Back to Jerry Song. Ah, Jerry Song. Physical star. challenge. Yes, iTunes Music Store. There is a box cutters page there. Please feel free to leave a review. What it will help other people search, find it. Uh, TV show with the robot. Ah. Oh. Now you see it. Now you see it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll cover off on on all of them. We've got weeks and weeks of material with this. <laughs> it's going to be great. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Does me? I'm Toby Sullivan. <laughs> I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Slightly different time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Just a bit lighter next week. Yeah, probably. 